Hello, I'm Howard, and the tables have been turned in the final episode of 30 Random Questions on the 9320 podcast, as the interviewer becomes the interviewee, or something. As I get to ask Steve the big live questions, like about crisps, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, good morning, Steve, how are you? Nervous. Um, are you, how are you? not? I have a bear. It, I, I don't really like talking about myself, that's why I prefer to ask, <laughs> ask no. the questions rather than answer them, but... Yeah, I, I had to do this, didn't I, I guess? It was only fair. No. Well, no, I, I mean, badgered you into it until you said yeah, yes. That's true. But, I mean, seven of you have, have been really candid and revealing and, and open, so I can't very well then say, no, I'm not doing it. So, here I am. Fair enough. Well, I'm sure it'll be fine. Now, hmm. sod the rules. You know them by now, and I don't can't remember what they were. Yeah, you can pass on <laughs> You could pass on one, but they're not that difficult. I'm sure you'll answer them all. Uh, now, I've listened to every show, but my memory, obviously, still terrible. So I've put some new ones in, some old ones in, and I know when you were hosting, you would give your own answers sometimes and you know, mm. chip in, of course. So there may be a bit of repetition, but I didn't want 30 new questions. I think it's only fair you got to talk about some of the stuff you've asked everyone else. So oh, if you've well. said it before... So be it. You get to answer it in a bit more detail, or as with as much detail as you wish. Basically, <laughs> I'm not going to push you on anything. So, should we get started? Go on, then. Let's do this. <laughs> You're just pretending not to want to do it. <laughs> You're desperate to talk about yourself. Uh, I just love. I love myself. <laughs> <laughs> well. Should be a good show then. Yeah, right, I, we'll, I, I, re- I really don't. <laughs> we'll we'll start with the the one I think you ask everyone first. Mm-hmm. When and where were you at your happiest? Okay, um, God, this is a bit surreal. Um, I was, I think, I was at my happiest between the ages of about eighteen to twenty. Um, I got mm. kicked out of sick form, and I subsequently dropped out of college, and myself and three mates basically lived in my mate's kind of garage kind of it was like a, an attic room above his garage um and we kind of just camped there for about two years i would say um we we basically stayed sounds up like night. university this to be honest <laughs> yes yeah um yeah apart from the actual learning bit already kind of qualified no it sounds just like university <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, and, and all we did was basically stay up all night and sleep all day for two years to the extent where I remember me and one of my mates having to go down to Queen's Ferry um, to sort some admin out one day. And my mate had an actual panic attack because he was out in the sun, sunlight. Um, <laughs> honestly, we, we just never... We, we, we had a van with a sofa in the back and we kind of nailed this pot plant in the corner and so, you know, we would either basically just kind of smoke weed in my mate's house or go out in this van and smoke weed down the lane. And that was pretty much all we did for two years solid um, until it was a case of, OK, I need to sort my life out now. I'm, I'm really pissing it away. But, you know, when I look back at those two years, I had no responsibilities. I wasn't harming anyone. Um, I had no money, but I was just happy we just had a laugh and we just listened to crap music we, we listened to brilliant music and crap music um mm. you know we were obsessed with kind of the Manchester era you know the roses the mondays 
Spiral Carpet, James, and all the rest of it. But we also used to just have some weird, weird kind of... I remember we had some kind of Lionel Richie phase where we just listened to... We had, like, the best of Lionel Richie or something. It was horrible when I think back. All student-y and, I, I, you know, ironic. But still, we were happy. Yeah. He went through a Lionel Richie phase. I won't ask what drugs you were taking at the time. Well, yeah, that was heavily influenced, I'm I'm guessing, by drugs. But that that lasted only for about a couple of weeks, I think. But um, we had a Frank Sinatra stage as well. We were an odd odd quartet. We really were. If you're listening, Lionel, and I'm sure you are, I didn't mean that at all. You just reminded me of uh, that scene, Sunlight, you know, when you walk out of a pub. You go daytime drinking in a dark pub and you walk out. Yes, and it's bright and it's like ah, as if you've, as if you've never yeah. been out in the sun before. It's like like that. Next yeah. question: Has a perfect TV program ever been made? <laughs> oh, okay. Um, the closest to perfection that television has ever got, in my humble opinion, is The Wire. I think it's a Dickensian mm. exploration of the modern world um you watch a first series and it's hard to kind of get a grasp of it a full grasp of it um there's a lot of characters to absorb and it's it's a really authentic world isn't it that you have to inhabit and Mm. get used to and then by the end of the first series you're thinking yeah this is this is quality this is so good and then all of a sudden it's a complete curveball because this next series goes to another area of the city and then the third series goes to another area of the city so you know the, the first series is about the streets the second series i think is about the police and the mayor and power basically looks at power and i think they move go to the docks for dockyards um mm-hmm. and before you know it you realize that they've he's just created this rich tapestry of baltimore in in the 21st century and and it's fascinating and it's brilliant. Um, have you seen The Wire? Yeah. And what What do you take of it? Well, oh, brilliant! Yeah, it's in my. It's definitely in my top ten. I, mm. I struggle to order really when you get into top five levels because depends what mood you're in in a way. And, and you talk yes. about very different programs as well in my list. Uh, but to play devil's advocate, the thing with The Wire is everyone has their favourite series stroke season don't they yeah that's true which i would say is an argument that they're not all of the same quality then well, yeah, so, so not so, perfect they're so different though i think so because i have yeah. got you know some i prefer to others in terms of but based on the, the location and the topic they're exploring um but that's just my personal preference i wouldn't say that means that they're better than the other seasons so i don't know it's it, um i just think it was such an ambitious work and and it was executed yeah. as close to perfection as possible okay the correct answer was only fools and horses by the way so. no it's not because it's got david jason who is the most overrated oh, yeah. actor in the industry of mankind <laughs> having it up oh Maybe my god saying that on the past one yeah yeah oh I, the, the thing that makes me cringe more than anything else in life is when david jason gets Lord, it is this great actor, and the example he uses when he plays, um, I can't remember the character's name in Porridge, you know, the old bloke in Porridge. Yeah. It's such bad acting, it's awful acting, it's it's sick form acting, it's like some bloke in school just trying to pretend to be an old bloke, you know, and look, oh, what a great act- character actor he is, oh. oh anyway, sorry, don't know where I'll that came from. You. 
Right. Yes. Uh, should probably a good time to mention that these are in no order whatsoever, these okay. questions. So we're about to find out. I couldn't be bothered. Uh, but I think it works just as well if you go totally random. I mean, it is 30 random questions, so yeah. I wouldn't want it to be themed throughout. Third question, if you were Prime Minister, what hmm. is the one law you would bring in tomorrow? Oh. Um, Probably need a couple of hours to oh, think about this one. The power. The power. Will I use it for good? Um, yes, I would. Uh, okay, one, one law I could very much get behind would be that if someone was successfully prosecuted for being cruel to animals, then his his or her punishment would be to have done to them what they've done to the animal. Right. And and if I was prime you minister... You don't think that's a bit draconian, Steve? Um, I, I don't care. If you're cruel to animals, I mean, I've just got absolute zero tolerance for, for anyone who's cruel to animals, and, and I, I just can't get my head around it, and it, and it sickens me. Um, I think it speaks about the character of someone a lot. As well, yes, I think they, they are animals. psychologically screwed up, um, very much so. And yeah, and a good kind of um, study in that regard is the Wasp Factory, Ian McEwan, because um, mm. you know he he begins with being kind of you know cruel to insects, doesn't he? At the, at the start, um, yeah, I, I just can't get my head around cruelty to animals, and it sickens and appalls me, just as I'm sure it sickens and appalls everyone listening. It have reminded me. I don't know if you know Josh Pugh on Twitter. Yes, yeah. Yeah, he's put a <laughs> free live show on YouTube. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. But I'm sure he answers, I'm sure there's a bit in this where, yeah, I, I watched it pretty much, but I did, you know, look away here and there. I'm sure there's a bit in it where he says, he was Prime Minister for a day, just like, have an early finish, <laughs> do nothing. Like, yeah. Like, what yeah. are you going to do in one day? You won't, you won't get anything done. I'll just take it easy and have the day off. So, <laughs> which is yeah. probably the better answer. Well, uh, yeah, think about it. You've got so... Oh, there's so much I could do. <laughs> Come on, I'll stay with that. I'll, I'll stick with that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right, weird question. If every drink in the world was 5% alcohol, mm. everything, Yeah. and you wanted to get tipsy tonight, stroke bladdered, what drink would you choose? Well, which I guess I'm asking is, what's the actual nicest tasting yeah. drink yeah. in the world? For me personally, I've always been a big fan of Dr Pepper um, or Dr Pepper Zero. <laughs> what? You're not a fan. Um, my least favourite, I would say, is Vimto. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Oh, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm not a fan, but you know, it's give or take it. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'd say in terms of pure taste, the taste of a drink. I am a fan of, of Dr. Pepper, so if that was alcoholic, great. Yeah. yeah. Hey, should be one then. Yeah, I'm surprised that we don't. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I don't trust people who say that beer is the nicest taste. No, it's drink, not. Anyway. It's not. Because you have to get used to, to drinking it when you're, when you're growing up. You have to get used to, let's say, olives. You have to get used to liking olives, which I remember it was a, a bugbear of yours, and... Um, so if you have to get used to liking something, fair enough, but you, you can't then say it, it is the nicest of something because clearly it's not because you have to acclimatise to it. Well, my mate's clearly, the morning stay, is, other stay, this is, yeah. clearly this is the show. He's just, he, uh, in the car, he's, he messaged me earlier this morning saying, sun-dried tomatoes in olives, try it. So <laughs> there mm. you go. Yeah. 
but it'll still be with an olive, won't it? So I think the nice one I've had is had the Cuba feta in it. So yeah, I mean, no examples spring to mind, but sometimes you're watching a cookery program and they say, you know, oh, and and this is quite bland, but if you put this with it, then it's all right. Well, no, it shouldn't need something to go with it. <laughs> it should be mm. able to stand up in its own regard. But again, I guess some meat is, is it not? You know, like a chicken breast is boring by itself. So, hey, yeah, I'll give it a go sometime. So. I, I, had right. a spell, I had a spell a while back where I used to buy a roast chicken from Tesco. I used to splurge a load of tomato ketchup on the plate and just eat that, that chicken. So you can eat chicken on its own and it's delicious. Yeah, fair enough. Probably shouldn't have sprung this one on you. If you could sit down with Pep Guardiola and ask him one question, <laughs> only one question, what ah. would it be? The caveat being he has to answer honestly in this fictional fantasy world we're living in. And, and he doesn't, he can't judge you. He can't judge me. Because what, what I'm no, saying well, you'll is, never meet him again, probably. Yeah, so. but I'd remember it. What, what I mean is, you know, if I met Pep Guardiola, I wouldn't want to ask a silly question because I didn't, wouldn't want to embarrass myself. But no, what it's, I, it's your one chance to get inside his brain and he has to answer oof. it. You see, the, the thing that fascinates ability. me is what, I, right, is what I want to ask and what I would ask are two different things. So what I would ask would be about the Champions League final against Chelsea and whether he, you know, regretted omitting Rodri and whether he believes that that was, you know, cause and effect as regards to us going on to lose the game. That's what I would ask. Well, I wouldn't, but, you know, in, in this scenario. But what right. I'd really like to ask, though, is how... how prominent he is on Twitter, how often he goes on Twitter, how aware is, is he of fan media. Mm. I would probably chuck out, I wouldn't include my name, but I'd chuck out your name and I'd chuck out, you know, City Extra and I'd chuck out some names, David Mooney, and I'd say, do you know these people? Are you aware of what, what's, you know, the work that's going on beyond these journalists who just slag on the club? You know, because there's a lot of people out there including us, who stick up for City. And, and I'd love to know if he's aware of that. And just a pure curiosity, that's all, just to know, yeah, how aware he is of fan media would be my question, I guess. It was definitely on that, yeah. Which is quite self-serving to want to know that. But if I'm being honest, you know, that's, that's, that's what I'm curious about. So that's It's your choice. Yeah. If you won the lottery tomorrow, would you emigrate? Yeah, 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 yeah. We... Um, we were talking about doing so post-Brexit, immediately post-Brexit, um, and we were discussing anywhere from kind of, you know, Europe to Canada. Um, and then, you know, a little one came along, so, you know, we decided to stay, basically. Um, but, yeah, I've always wanted to emigrate, and Canada is always a country that's, you know, I've just loved from afar, never been. Mm. Um, so Vancouver, that area, just looks glorious. And I'm fascinated by a country that has America on its doorstep and yet is so far removed in, in every other regard. So, uh, yeah. It's bloody huge, though, isn't it? I mean, where? Yeah. Yeah, like, say, like Vancouver Island or Vancouver itself. Yeah. Uh, just glorious. You know, okay. I, 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 there's, there's times where I'll just watch YouTube videos of, um, you know, people exploring places around Canada and it's a very happy mm. kind of 20 minutes spent. Thanks for listening to the first 15 minutes of the show. To listen to the full podcast and all our content, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes and much more, go to 9320.com to sign up now or simply click the link in the description. 
So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.